Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And today we are joined by a very special guest, our good friend John from Keep Flying. Just John. Nothing more, nothing less. He's just John. But he actually is more. He's a great dude. He's a very talented musician. He's a tour manager. He's an artist manager. He's an all-around nice guy and a lost aficionado. So John, thank you so much again for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we had a blast talking with him today. We got into Warp Tour, 10-year-old TV shows, just so much great stuff. And uh, yeah. we want to know what you guys want us to ask our guests. So we have an email, talkingwithandrewandchris at gmail.com. Just write us in what questions you have. Tweet us at talkingwithandrewandchris. Send us messages on Instagram, wherever you can find that. Yeah, and that's talking, spelled T-A-L-K-I-N. Yes, and uh, we still, we've got so many more great guests coming up down the line, so please stay tuned. We upload episodes late Sunday night, so you can have them Monday morning, wherever it is that you're heading on your Monday morning. And without further ado, here's High Cholesterol by Keep Flying. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And today we have a very special guest, uh, a good friend of ours, someone we've played many shows with, um, have seen all across uh, different small punk venues, and now is is very you know good to see playing a lot of bigger rooms and sort of killing it with his band, Keep Flying. And he does a lot of other stuff on top of that. So, uh, John, thank you for being on the show, man. Oh, you know, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for just calling me John. I miss that, and that is what I prefer to be called, big time. So, yeah, that all is right. A very special treat. I like to hear that. Yeah, off on a, a good start. Years that I did not come up with, and I just, I'm just John. You know, I'm John <laughs> Ryan. Two first names, three first names, whatever. Fair enough. I mean, it does have a ring to it. You know, Ronnie Radke told me. Walked out to me at Warped this summer. We I've done Warped a bunch of years, but he comes up to me and goes, "You got three first names." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "You know, can't trust somebody with three first names." You know what I always say: if you can't trust them, befriend them. And gave me this big ass hug, and I was just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Here we are. Wow. Anything can happen at the Vans Warp Tour. Yeah. You know, right. speaking yeah. of Warp Tour, what what was it like being out on the final Warp Tour this summer? I know you've you're no stranger to the Warp Tour. It was sad. Um in 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 a positive way. You know, um uh it's a family, man. There's, you know, plenty of people, plenty of colleagues and friends of mine, people who have done it once or twice or maybe maybe 5 or 10 times. A lot of people with complaints like anyone does at any job that they have. Um, But at the end of the day, that was a very special place. And I really don't think the magnitude of the effect, I don't think people are going to realize the magnitude of uh, this going away until like maybe two or three years from now. It's like a place for a lot of uh, artists and a lot of crew people to start, start, you know, startup jobs, bands taking off on their career. How many bands can, uh, you know, should be saying like that tour was a massive part of, of uh, what helped uh, elevate them. Um, there's no question. So um, every day was like, this is, you know, I, I said to the guys I was with, I was like, you know, if you're feeling annoyed at something, remember that each day is the last warp tour in that place. That at least tour wise, he's got some things cooking up his sleeve, but as we, at least, on the road full time in the summer, it's the last one. So it's like, is there really anything to complain about? Like you're getting to play in front of 15,000 people, 22,000 people. Like this is pretty, pretty good. You know, you get to get a tan (laughs) and, uh, 
I don't know. Like I said, there's lots of mixed mixed feelings, but that place was very, very much a home for me. And so for me, it was very sad. It was sad to see us get midway through the summer and be like, oh boy, it's halfway done now. And they, as it was creeping up, it was just a little more emotional. I, I straight up, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a sensitive person. And I cried a crap ton on the last day I was there. It was hard. It's like watching this, you know, it was a job on top of, you know, a home. So to watch that just be canned on you is hard. Um, For anybody who's not good with dealing with loss, that's a hard one to lose. A lot of people that I was friends with from that tour, like banked on that summer, every summer for an income that was like very crucial to their annual, you know, salary. So it was a big deal, man. Watched a lot of people's days get made from that thing. A lot of people. Yeah. People come and go. No, you know, you you just raised a point of it that I didn't even take into consideration. You know, I was hurt because I went there every summer as a kid. So every summer as a young kid, like getting into music early in life, I would look forward to going out and seeing, you know, people just a couple years older than me playing the Vans Warped Tour. Right. And so that was like a huge thing. Like I saw, I saw Four Year Strong play like a side stage, you know, and then I eventually got to watch them like go to the headlining stages. And for me, it was like, oh, maybe I can do that someday. You know, I can start off on a smaller stage and eventually work my way up to the top. Yeah, it felt very attainable. Like it was just one big community that just like, hey, we're all just doing the same thing. We're just lucky enough to be on stage at this particular moment. Right. I I, I watched people do that over the years I was there. I sure. I watched people attend. I would be out at in just the world, you know, in the, in between tents. I'd see people. I'd have conversations with people. Couple, two years down the line, they're the catering band on the tour. A year after that, they're on the tour as a band on one of the smaller stages. Like I watched people use that place as a place to, you know, actually work and hustle their their music and and uh, I, you know, I thought I always thought that was a really special thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know where else you're gonna. Where I don't know where else that's gonna happen. Something like that. I mean, I think I think uh, as unfortunate as it is for all of us, considering we we plug our instruments in and play, you know, we can all agree that there the outlet for that is is diminishing by the day. You right. know, so for me, like Warp Tour was really cool because it was like, all right, well, electronic music is taking off, but there's still a place for rock and roll. You know, and I guess right. we'll see how that develops going forward. And even Warp Tour had like. You know, everyone goes there for punk or hardcore or whatever, but there was also rap and electric and all sorts oh. of different kinds of music on Warped Tour, too. So that was really cool that it brought not just all of the pop punk hardcore kids together, but it brought together just all these kids that love music every summer, and it was just a great time. It was mixed, Bill. There's no question. There were some years that were teetered in a way, uh, in a, you know, maybe more, a little bit more... Uh, certain style of music per summer but that was also you know how this music business goes that was very dependent on bands record cycles and who had other tours of their own two months prior or one month after and you know that's there's lots of factors in that but for the most part it was always a very uh very full lineup of of mixed musics and it changed clearly it evolved with you know people be like oh 2000 2010 lineup was crap 2014's crap Versus, look at this, 1999. Well, yeah, of course, man, because <laughs> it's changed. Those people don't come anymore. It's different people. Like, what do you want him? You know, the man to go bankrupt every summer. Like, there has to be. You have to cater to the people who want to come and spend and spend money buying a ticket. There's no question. Right, and, and you know that 99 lineup. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was like they had 311 and Blink 182 and all those bands. Right, that was that summer. I believe so. Yeah. So I mean, those were all massive. Two thousand five yeah. being, I think, was the biggest year he ever had attendance wise. I think that was the My Chem year. Mm. Uh, oh, he had just like a crap ton of bands that were like right there, about to be massive. Yeah, two thousand five was a big year for the for that genre of music. So many awesome albums came out that year. It's unfortunate though. I just feel like what happened to the electric guitar in the mainstream, you know? Because that's why that ninety nine warp tour was so big, because that was what the kids were turning the radio on and hearing. Whereas now you don't hear the new Blink one eighty two song on the radio. You gotta go to Spotify or their website, wherever you choose to get your music from. I mean you you're both where the the industry is changing constantly every week i'd say even it used to be maybe every year now it's like 
so quick. Things just come and go real fast. I mean, I think it's awesome that we're at a place now where Spotify and all these streaming platforms are going to make it so that anyone can just skip a third party aggregator and just put their music up. And that's just the world we're in. Like bands, they used to sell 20,000 records first week or selling 1,000 records first week, but they're streaming like 10 million streams. You know, it's that's where we are now. Um, yeah, it's kind of like what we were talking about before, like Warp Tour made it feel like anyone can do it. And now with technology, it's like anyone can do it, even if yeah. even if it's, it's not what you've been trying to do the whole time. It's just like, hey, the technology's there. Just give it a shot. Of course, anyone can really just give it a go like like and you should. I totally support anyone for any art. You know, my sister just created her own job as a, she does art and music therapy for underprivileged people. And awesome. uh, uh, she kept pushing on, this is out east on Long Island, but she kept pushing on Stony Brook Hospital. And they finally agreed, you know what? We, we could use someone. They never had that job, never existed. And so they, her and one other person got that job. And that's what, you know, it's, a, it's just a cool thing to see anyone excel in the arts in whatever capacity that is. You know, my friend Dave Clock does, does uh, screen printed posters. And he started off doing small stuff. And then he was doing uh, the Meltdown in California, the comedy club. And then he does like pro football teams. Now the Foo Fighters, he did a nine inch nails when he dropped like two days ago. Damn. And I'm like, this guy rocks. He used to be in a rock band called Alucard. And I used to play shows with at colleges. It's just like, this is cool, man. No. And yeah. I just successfully talked about Dave clock on this podcast. He has, haven't spoken to him in six months. He's going to be, <laughs> and, and dropped a Castlevania reference. Yeah. That was, that was their shtick. They had an item going on. Yeah, um, I haven't watched season two on Netflix yet, but oh, I did. Great. I did so like good. the first one quite a bit. So good. But uh, John, you you referenced Long Island. I, I mean, being a Poughkeepsie boy, we obviously were pretty blessed in the early two thousands growing up in that scene. But there was always something about getting down to Long Island to play a show. You know, what was that sure. like being there and being in that that uh, environment? I mean, it, it like anywhere it comes and goes, scenes and they change. But as you're well aware. Uh, you know, is a massive amount of people on the island. So it's much more thriving than other places. Um, but like as a kid, there was a venue called the downtown that there were other venues, but that one specifically sticks out because there was just constantly shows there. This was in Farmingdale and it's just all genres. And that was also a time where there was, a, there were a lot of mixed bills. Like I saw Andrew WK with most precious blood. At a sold out show at this place. It was like, what is this? What is this? And I brought two of my very nerdy friends who love Andrew WK and they left purchasing most precious blood shirts. And like, that is not something that they'd ever listened to. And I was like, that rocks. Um, same thing with, uh, I think I saw catch 22. Ska was big then, as you know, Yeah. catch 22, I think brought out this band may and uh, was on their first record. And I, I was totally, watching his bald dude play 17 keyboards on stage. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll buy this. Not actually. I think he had four, <laughs> though. I, I truthfully believe that when I first saw them, he was playing four keyboards. But I was, again, another band that I was like, whoa. And everyone didn't else didn't really get it. Um, but it was cool. It was pretty uh, – Long Island still is – our shows now, because I help, uh, you know – I help out on Long Island with a lot of different a couple of my friends have been promoters there for a long time. I've run production for years and years and years. Uh, we have a lot of, I guess I'll say customers, but people who come to shows still who I see at totally different genre shows. They'll come to one and then they come to another that are completely different styles. And I'm like, all right, you like, you just like live music and you just like, um, Maybe the venue or the atmosphere or this is a safe space for you like it was for me my whole life. Uh, I felt like I fit in. Not always. I'd say that there's definitely some shows I've been to where I felt very unwelcomed. But that's that unfortunately. But that, don't, people like that are never going to go away. But yeah. um, for the most part, very like therapeutic for me. Um, and... Uh, Long Island is a big place, but everything's not that far. I will say people are lazy. 20 minutes is a far drive, which for most <laughs> people, 20 minutes is not anything. Nothing. Um, 
Yeah, that's nothing but up by us. No one from the North Shore wants to come to the South Shore and vice versa. Oh, it's too far. I couldn't possibly cross the Long Island Expressway. That's just too far. Yeah. Um, Too painfully real. We've played played a couple shows on Long Island, and (laughs) I've had people in Amityville, and I'm like, oh, we're playing in Patchogue, and they're like, ooh, that's kind of deep. I'm like, bro, I just drove two hours to be here. You can't drive 30 minutes? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, you know, that's coupled with, that's paired with plenty of people that I know that grew up and or still live in the dead middle of the U.S., people in, like, uh, certain parts of Missouri, Iowa, and Kansas, who... On tour after tour after tour that I was either playing or working, they would have to drive five hours. It was the closest show. Seven hours. Closest yeah. show. Just be like, there's we, we just skipped the whole area because on a lot of tours, it's like we got to play only the A markets. So these people are driving eight hours. No problem. They're like, oh, I got work in the morning. No problem. No problem. And I'm thinking about all these schmucks at home. I'm like, it's 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's on the Babylon line. You could just take the train three stops, and you're there. You don't even <laughs> gotta drive there. It, it's uh, it's definitely a new time for for going to concerts when you can, you know, like the 1975 have a two hour concert video on YouTube. So it's right. like they want to they want to make sure it's worth it when they go. They want to make sure it's Instagram worthy. Well, yeah. let's be real. Within the next within the next decade and a half, bands will be setting up some crazy expensive projector in their practice space where they just play to no one and it, you can download the hologram at home and watch it from your couch or some weird shit like that i'm sure that'd they, be so cool you I'm know sure. <laughs> oh we're going on tour we're just gonna play at our garage and you're gonna just watch off of your uh apple 22 watch whatever that makes a hologram like, yeah, yeah like old school Star Wars style. I think but, you might have just found a very lucrative market. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. A lot of people I know, who to- like everyone I know that plays music for, for a long time, it, it makes their, either their livelihood. The biggest problem is once your life catches up, the other aspects, the touring aspect is the hardest part. And so if there is a ways ways to alleviate that so bands don't have to just completely go away or break up any artist really that would definitely be helpful to both a lot of people's pockets and more importantly mental health um it's definitely not for everybody so i you know i i don't know i don't know what what the next thing could be but uh, there's got to be some crazy thing like that that happens i'm sh- i mean you're already seeing it with like you just said airing this massive show you can you know watch this from home and not even have to leave the comfort of your own house you know i mean they already had holographic tupac right so (laughs) what's going on you know what i mean yeah well you know you actually just uh brought up something that i think would be pretty interesting because as far as i'm concerned you're the definition of a road dog and like you said it gets tough sometimes so how do you how do you you know you've been doing this for quite quite a long time how do you deal with the tough days on tour man um, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a overly positive person and that definitely helps. Uh, like all people, I definitely have the days that it's just not happening like that. For me, it's really simple things. I could just see one person I haven't seen in a while and like my whole day shifts. Food. If I'm like in a mm-hmm. place, you know, if I'm really feeling away, like I'll go and just I'll hit the nicest vegan spot that I can find and be like, I'm going to spend $50 right now. And I'm gonna <laughs> I don't care. I can't care. Um, for me personally, um, guilty as charged. I'm a, uh, uh, I do retail therapy. I'm a shopper. So the worst days I'm on Amazon. And I tell my friends all the time, if you ever want to take advantage of me, you want to hang out with me on my worst days because I'll just buy stuff. I don't even care. I'll, I'll treat people and things. I'll sit on Amazon and just order stuff. I just can't <laughs> help. What, what, are some, what are some things that you've bought recently? Today I purchased, uh, uh, I went to Bull Moose, which is a record store, a uh, small chain in the Northeast, but specifically the one in downtown Portland that I love to go to. I picked up uh, Rec 1 through 4, which is like a horror anthology uh, box set. I picked up Beyond Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator, which are the sequels to Reanimator. Um, I 
I, uh, uh, what else did I pick up? Uh, The Wizard. I don't know if you've ever seen that. They put that out on Blu-ray. It's like sold out now, but I found no. one copy. Can't say so I have. Movie that you and your listeners should all watch. It's, uh, based, it was a super promotion for Nintendo and specifically the Power Glove. Fred Savage is in that. Oh, I'm uh, in. Classic. <laughs> of said. Classic flick. Hell yeah. And I'm upgrading all my movies to Blu-ray. So that was my purchases today. Um, I also, I also bought the, the guy I buy records from put up uh, all five uh, System of a Down LPs, like the reissues, the European imports, for like eighty dollars. So Gosh. I was like, "Yes, that is a purchase." Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little more my uh, my wave my right money. there. Yeah, eighty dollars out the door here. Goodbye. <laughs> System was a band that I heard, um, and it just changed everything. You know, that's that's top ten for me. Oh yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. They're definitely incredible. But uh, uh, what so else? what else? On oh yeah, road, keep going, please. Um, let me think. Um, I'll FaceTime a random friend that I haven't spoken to in a long time, and then I'll be like, oh, "I'm good now." Nice. But it's also different if I'm out working on tour. It's different if I'm on tour with my own music. Once I play, it just goes away. I I'm just if there's one person that comes up and they're like, "That was awesome," and you made my whole day. I'm stoked. I'm like, all right, my day is good now. I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, that's some music therapy right there. Yeah, big time. For me, I took a lot of years off from playing um, in my own bands to work, and coming back to playing was absolutely the healthiest thing that could have ever happened for me. Though it was met with a lot of uh, resistance from colleagues and friends of mine that are my age, they I just don't think they understand, at least in my end. Well, how could they? They're not in my brain. But it's something I definitely needed. So, uh, John, you might not remember this, but um, a year and a half ago, we were playing at the Donk in uh, in Yonkers. Shout out to AJ yeah. Chiarella, and and you, we were we were talking, and and I was sort of like picking your brain because at that point I was restarting with music, and and you sort of looked at me and you said something along the lines of, and this isn't an exact quote, but you said that if this band doesn't work out, then this is your last shot at pursuing uh, music as an artist. And so yeah. I think a year and a half later, I would, I'd want to say congratulations to you right now because it seems like it's working out. I don't know if that's a thought that's stuck with you or not, but I'd love to hear about, because obviously the progress speaks for itself, you know? I'd love to hear a little bit about the keep flying journey that you've sort of been on this past two years. Well, that band started as kind of like a, a question mark, like a what if, like I, who knows? I don't think anyone really knew the 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 distance or, or um, the gravity of how far it was going to stretch. Um, we definitely started the band as a not local band. Like the first shows the band played were just on tour. Um, I'd say the lineup of our band was a great culmination, a mix of people that is, you know, uh, experience wise all over the place. And there's a lot of resources that were uh, pre-acquired from post bands and working and being involved in the music industry. So that was a very nice thing, a nice way to approach everything. Um, I definitely said that. I said that a lot of times. The only reason that I, that I uh, like agreed with myself to do keep flying. I sat down with my mother for two hours and I, I like weighed the whole thing out and I'm older. So it's like, do I do this? This is going to, if I do this, I'm an all in person. That's a problem is that I can't, I can't half commit. I'm a fully commit person. So it's going to be, I'm going to make less money because I'm going to be working less and I'm going to be taking risk again, but older now. So some people would say, mm, nah, maybe not. But uh, other avenues of my life haven't really um, grown, I guess. Well, not grown, but like I still just tour and I'm just kind of doing my own thing. So I don't really have anyone that's, relying on me for anything not like big i guess i'm just a solo person whatever anyway i i I have the time now to do this so i say she tells me you know what i think you should and she's probably told me about 15 times throughout the last two and a half years i told i'm glad you did this i'm glad you i see how happy you are i see you on the phone talking to somebody at 
a record label or I see you looking at this or you're taking pictures of this of the shirts and putting them online. She's happy for me. Um, we bust our ass. And every month I look at everybody in the band and I'm like, is, are you guys all good? Are you all in? Because everyone in the band has their own things. Some people are cruising, just want to be playing music. Some people have a lot of things going on in their personal lives. So I got to just double check because, you know, we we lost our bass player at one point. Um, we we actually played um, his his final show with you guys. I think it was in Poughkeepsie yeah. at the Loft. What are you going to do? I, you know, you sit down with the guy and he's like, I just don't see it the same way. I'm like, that's totally what we need to hear. That's what we need to hear. Uh, no, one can want, no one wants to force you or make you feel bad. If your life is growing past, that's fine. Uh, but ours is still on this path. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the only way I know how to grow is with playing shows. Other bands can do like these crazy merch things and really awesome content on their social medias. We try and do so, that stuff. We're, we don't excel at it. We got a lot of hand, help from friends and our community has grown exponentially. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of very special people mm -hmm. who really, um, really pride themselves on, on, on uh, wanting the band to succeed that we definitely recognize and, and appreciate. We don't consider the band six people. It's about, it was about 20 and then it was 50 and now it's like 200 people. There's about 200 people that are part of this. Uh, it's very cool. Um, and we've just been out. It's pretty much nonstop. And now we're starting to get these support opportunities and we're playing to people who've never even heard of the band. And two months later, they're showing up at a show driving eight hours with tattoos of our band when they didn't even know who we were two months prior. So like something like that to me goes a long way. And like one person being affected that way uh, means everything to me. I don't require a lot. Pretty simple when it comes to when it comes to that. Uh, so we're going to keep grinding. Uh, we're planning out next year and we're trying to do more international stuff. We're trying to support. Uh, the cool thing we keep flying is we've been able to um, cross multiple age ranges of people. Like we're able to do the state camp support thing and win over a bunch of 15 to 18 year old people. And then we're also able to play the fests and uh, shows with, uh, you know, less than Jake and, and win over these 28 plus year old people and now our crowd is mixed with a very wide age range which for for any band i think is a really awesome thing to have as you guys are well aware that you can go see a band a lot of the time and it's a very specific age range of people that are attending the the performance um right yeah you know you go see uh some youtube thing and it's a lot of young young people you go see you know uh uh, Jethro Toll, or, you know, and you're talking about a lot of much older people. Yes. Uh, I love, like, anyone else in my band would say, uh, no, but I compare our audience very different. I, I'm going to try and explain it. I compare our audience to a Weird Al Yankovic audience. You ever go to one of his shows, you go in there, and there are kids. There are ages straight up four years old to 90 plus year old people there. Now That's we don't, incredible. we don't have that wide of, of a range, but it's, I look around the room when I'm in, uh, uh, seeing him, let's say at the, uh, let's say in Port Chester at the Capitol, I look around the room and I'm like, most of these people don't have anything in common, but the one thing in common is they just, they like this guy. They like this artist. And I starting to see the same thing at our shows. We have a, I look at the t-shirts that people are wearing and it's a very wide array of people and a very, uh, you know, different age ranges of people. And I'm like, these, a lot of these people don't got a lot in common, but they just feel comfortable with us because we also are a oddball band and, uh, we'll just keep doing that. It works for us. We'll just keep being the oddball band. We're trying to play more hardcore shows next year. Um, just, just cause that, it's just another thing. We don't do that often. I'd like to do it more. I mean, I, I definitely think that you guys have the uh, the right mentality to to definitely appeal to people in that scene. You know, like you said, you're very um, you know nose to the grindstone with your approach. You're not posting thank you videos online and, and all that type of stuff. You're just doing what you guys know, and that's so much of what the hardcore scene is. So I definitely you know branch out into that for sure. Just want to keep keep 
reaching any direction, all directions, really. Just um, and everyone in the band is fired up right now, regardless of positions in personal lives. Everyone is just fired up. We're at an end of the year run, where every show we're doing is an awesome show. It's all bands' last shows, bands' first shows, uh, back, uh, you know, holiday uh, events of bands. <laughs> all a mix of people that love the band already never heard of the band and it's always i mean i've never had someone come up to me and be like that sucked i have people that come up to me always and say i'm not really a big fan of this you know but man that set rocked you guys are high energy you're you put on a great show and i was cracking up the whole time in a good mood that's all we want to do is put put you in a good mood absolutely um, what I think is cool is like you got you're talking about like you know playing a lot of different shows, different genres and stuff. So you guys have this appeal that kind of appeals to punk, ska, even a little bit of pop, some hardcore. Like you appeal to all these things, and on top of that, uh, you appeal to Lost fans with a lot of references, which I think is pretty sweet. Yeah, we dove in hard to that. That was kind of like me and Charlie, our guitar player, kind of kind of uh, hijacked that. Did I mean? Yeah, it was an idea, and then we just kept that idea on going. Like we just we that is by far at least I can speak for Charlie and myself like our favorite show ever. So we can um, expect to see that on pretty much every album. <laughs> I would say you can expect something at all times in some capacity. Yeah, because I was gonna say like you know obviously Andrew was kidding there, but it, it isn't a like I when I think of Lost, which is one of my favorite shows, I now think of Keep Flying and vice versa. Like you guys have done a very good job of pairing the two. We definitely are not done with it. There's so much to Lost, as you know. When people tell me yeah. that they don't never seen it, I'm like, I really highly suggest you do. There's a lot. There's a almost lot too much. I mean, you have a to lot. go back. We ha you have to go back. <laughs> I'm in thinking about going back to the island right now. Oh, my brother, come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like we just, um, we're about to get new stickers made, Lost. Uh, I, I, you know, it's all the, uh, it's all the different Dharma symbols with the oh, logo yes. on the side. I can't and, wait. And one of them is the paper airplane. It's just a good, another good, if you know it, you're like, oh, if you're a Losty, you're like, this is great. If and you're if a Losty, you got to pick up that shirt. Stop it. But if you're not, you're just like, most, a lot of people don't know. We printed multiple lost merch items at this point. And a lot of people don't know that. They just think the design is cool. That's fine. But when the people do, when someone comes up, oh, here's my favorite story. We had someone come to a show, a, a wonderful woman. She brought two friends with her in Gardendale, Alabama, which was outside Birmingham. We played a house show, somebody's garage, uh, this guy in a band called Penny Circus. And these people came in. I saw them during the set. They were hanging out, and they did. I thought they were going to leave. And then last second, they came over, and they were like, I got to be honest with you. I'm like, what's up? She's like, I, want, I need that shirt. We have a long sleeve that's like got uh, the Dharma symbol. Oh, great. I want to tell you how I found out about your band. I'm like, how? She's like, I'll be real. I'm a huge Lost fan. And I just search lost hashtags on Twitter and your band came up. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I listened to the EP, the John Locke quote in Live Together Dialogue. I was that was it for me. The record's called Walkabout. I was sold. Yeah. We'll have to play that song at the outro of this episode now. Absolutely. Just That's so people one. can hear what we're talking about. <laughs> That's the one. Live Together Die Alone is the one. But I'm like, you seriously found out about our band? Because you're a Lost fan? And just the, the hashtags we use on Twitter? She's like, yeah. That's when I was like, oh, this actually is awesome. The Lost thing is real. People love this show as much as me. Plenty of my friends hated the ending. Whatever. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I loved it. I don't it. want to talk about it. You hated the ending? No worries. <laughs> I'm, not the person, I'm not the person to discuss Lost with you. No, yeah. fair enough. I mean, I think that um, there is uh, a lot of tri people trying to jam pop culture into their art these days, you know, like sort of like classic or cult established IPs. But I think you guys did a very smooth job of sort of... Yeah, it's you, all you about just, branding. Right, because like you said, you know, people, some people didn't even know that those were lost shirts. You didn't force it upon everyone, but I think it shows to your personality of the band. And um, I know that you're very active about your passions and your, your love for movie and film on, on social media. So for me... Yeah. When I get let into that side of the artist, well, I'm just even more on board. 
Yeah, and, and, I, and I gotta know who's your favorite lost character. <laughs> Could you take a guess? Uh, no one has ever gotten it. All right, you take one, and I'll all right, take well, one. Well, since you first, I was gonna guess John Locke, but since you just said that no one's ever guessed it, I think that that's kind of too obvious. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just let you know it's I love John, and he's probably my second favorite character. Okay, I, I've never thought about sect like down the list, but wow. he's not my first. Mm, favorite character. All right, I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess Hurley because Hurley's a pretty okay. positive person. Okay. Chris? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mr. Echo. Ooh, it's a good okay. one. He's a good one. Those are now those are both great great characters. Also, when I whenever I give this answer, some people usually get straight up upset, which blows my mind. Uh-oh. My absolute favorite character from Lost is Ben Linus. Oh, he's my oh, favorite villain okay, of all yeah. time, John. I was worried you were going to say Kate because I hate Kate, but Ben is sick. Not Kate. She's confusing. Kate's um, the worst. <laughs> ben Linus, his the thing is, is he a villain? Because wow. perspective. I uh, okay. Well, his character does change, but I mean, I guess season two and three, Ben. I wrote a paper in film school on why he was the greatest villain. I didn't really dive too deep into the later seasons, but you're right. He does have a change of heart. I, th- I, now, I mean, I think you, you never finished it out. No, I finished it many times. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still don't trust him. I don't know. Wrote that paper when you wrote the paper. Was it when Lost was only at season three, or was the show complete already? The show is complete. Yeah. Okay. Because I I don't disagree with you, but once it gets to uh, once we get his whole story from a child and and where he goes to as a kid to an adult and what he's doing and once he has a line at some point in the show where where he's having so much grief first of all his whole his whole monologue his, rather his dialogue with jacob he's so angry that it's he's done his everything in his life for this person his whole life is catered around this person and it's uh, why is he not good enough why is he not good enough? i understand that frustration there's no question who cannot relate to that um but if he, there's a i can't remember which scene it is he's having a, a monologue where with himself where he he actually is doing what he needs to for the island. He's probably the most dedicated person on that show to a cause. The rest of them flip flop. They go a lot of the characters change their mind on things. They go back and forth. The one thing with him is he will do anything to make sure that the island is safe. Anything, anything. There's no bar that is that is too high. There's no line that he won't cross. Now, does that make him a villain? Yes, because that's going to be very hurtful to people. But on on his perspective, do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. What? No, I agree with this that. This man is able to get everyone to do everything, every everything. He 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 just gets it done for the betterment of the island. The entire scene off the island with John Locke, when John Locke is thinking about killing himself. Yeah. yeah, into into him killing John is like, what kind of TV is this? This is the most <laughs> crazy episode of TV I've ever seen in my life. Right. Well, um, I, I also think that that Lost pushed the boundary of what television was and now is. You know? Oh, no question. Because I don't think we would have had Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or any of these intense serial, uh, you know, um, progressing storylines. You know, we had a lot of those. Um, procedurals, Law and Order, all those, all yep, those crime yep. shows. But I think Lost really is one of the first, if not the pinnacle, the pinnacle show that pushed the bar, challenged what viewers were being shown. Yeah, like you like, just like said, a, like a good drama that wasn't just a courtroom drama or a crime drama. <laughs> yeah, that also right. had some funny stuff, some romance stuff. It had a little bit for everything. Agreed. It, it, you know, you can relate to a lot of characters on different things. And, and it was just like watching the character. That was like the most character development that's ever happened in the show ever. So oh, watching yeah. that happen and unfold, you know, John Locke's story clearly is, is remarkable. Once you get the back history of his father and, and getting paralyzed, you're like, oh, my God. So the idea of him landing on the island episode one and standing is like this is 
that, this is crazy. That was a jaw on the floor moment for me when I was watching it. I was forced to watch that show, and it was like that one of those. That was one of the moments where I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm kind of glad I was forced to watch this show. This, this is getting what pretty is, sick." This is, you know, in the classic Locke versus Jack. You know, that's just yeah. I mean the or the orange smile. Yeah, that's an iconic shot. Yeah, this is just oh my god, Lost Man. I just get fired up. You fired me up right now. But yeah, those yeah. are the ca- all the characters are great. Rose and Bernard are also maybe in my number three. I love Rose and Bernard. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, Rose oh, is yeah. great. You are romantic. If, if you you know they find each other, they don't give up hope. Like that's like there are people like that. Though that those two, they're still alive. They're they're with Vincent on the island. You're like, wow. Oh yeah, Vincent. Vincent's in my top three. Vincent, even <laughs> if he's not your favorite, he's I think like he's the best character. Yeah, Vincent. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. Easy. He's so important, yet He's there so... beginning to end. Yeah, he is. One of the only ones. I'll tell you, there's some, like, I'm sure you, so you may have seen it, you may have not. There's a lot of deleted scenes. There is an additional... Uh, Are you talking they... about the, uh, with Ben going to the, um, the, uh, the, the Dunder Mifflin Supply Company? Okay, that's the after. That's okay, I wanna, let's talk about that after, but what were you going to say? Let's talk about that now. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I showed that to two friends three, uh, four days ago <coughs> who were big lossies that never knew that existed. And they I, were I don't know happy. that exists. I'll show you after. They were very happy after that. Wow. Oh, yeah. It um, cleans it up. It cleans it up very nicely. I'll be honest. I used to post on a website called the Tail Section. Uh, <laughs> that's that was, that's the amazing. Awesome. Dot com or .net. I, that's where, dude, I, I watch the show live. Every week, people posted their theories. Every week, there'd be... On this site, 27 Easter eggs of scenes in the stills from the episode that show the numbers over here, and this backwards spells this. Well, they, I missed they out. They spent so much time on this show, and if you watch interviews with the, with uh, Lindelhoff, he like goes into it hard about how thought out they spent, like how much time they spent on the nothings. Um, but uh, the biggest thing when the show was over, where people were just straight up pissed about Walt. That was the number one thing. Oh, I'm like, I'm a little upset about that myself, to be honest with right. you. Yeah, like what the heck? Whose idea he was that? He wrote this character. He had abilities. Then he just left. That was it. Like, and so like giving us that extra bit at the end where Hurley and Ben pick him up and they bring him back. They tell him he is special. I don't need to know any more. It just made me as a fan be like, oh, okay. They got him. They didn't they forget. They did get him. All right. They didn't forget him. Here we go. He he ended up doing something for the island. He was important. And it instantly made me feel totally fine with that uh, big quarrel that a lot of fans had. Now, um, I, but, go uh, ahead. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I just wanted to, I don't know how much of, because I've watched all like Damon Lindelof interviews and Carlton Q's interviews. I think like one of the things with that show was, and imagine doing this, you know, we're all artists. They never knew how many seasons the show was going to go for. Yeah. They, were, they were forced by Disney to keep that thing going. So, so what was their solution? Add new characters. You know, don't worry about tying it up. So that's also why I respect the show and I don't get frustrated about the ending. Because they really were put through the ringer by the network, you know, the, the production house, all that stuff. That's so weird because yeah. I, I remember hearing that they had the show written start to finish before even pitching it. And I was like, that's no, insane. That's, how, that's, can you, how can you possibly do that? That's not true. Well, there you yeah. go. I heard it here first. They, uh, I, dude, they're they're incredible. Um, there was, however, like there's these like deleted scenes from, I, you know, I about the box set, which was like the temple, um, physical, awesome. physical like a small version of the temple that you opened up sideways and the discs are in there. That's amazing. But, um, uh, there was a there originally the show did not start with Jack just opening the eye. There's a whole like pre-roll of like a minute and a half before that. And I'm so glad that I watched I rewatched it again the other night. It just like came up right after I watched that uh the uh um the the last 15 minutes uh which is titled I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but uh anyway, uh that came on right after, like on YouTube. It just it just loaded up and played, and I was I had forgotten about it. I had forgotten about it, and uh, my God, I'm so grateful that it just started. The eye is so iconic. Yeah, no, that's um. Watch that after this, like you know, remind yourself. It's like a minute and a half, two minute long of footage before the eye opens. Yeah, with Chris Shepard 
like standing on the well, the man in black clearly as Christian Shepherd standing on the beach, like Spoilers. telling telling Vincent, "Oh, go wake up my son. He's in the bamboo forest." No way. We don't need any of that. Just have him wake up. Come on, let's get started. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm glad they didn't do that. I have to look that up after this. Yeah, yeah that would have been really weird. Because we don't need that. We need to go to be, you know, starting right with the eyeball. Yeah, no, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Um, John, I got to say, um, we're, we're running a little low on time here. So um, we, we don't want to keep you. I know you guys are playing a gig tonight. Um, and good luck with that, by the way. Um, we just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And where, where can people find you? And what can they expect from you and Keep Flying and, you know, 2019 and on? Um, uh the internet i guess sometimes, <laughs> sometimes i post and sometimes i don't half the time it's informational and the other half of the time it's nonsense like most people on the internet Fair. um keep flying is writing and recording new music um doing some festivals and some tours statewide we'll probably go to the uk before we go to the west coast still but it's i just it's going to be easier for me to do so um Four year, I'll be out with a little bit next year. They're doing a record as well. They're doing an acoustic run in January. That's just like the major markets. Um, and then they'll be doing some festivals and stuff. I'll be working some other festivals. Lyman has some things he's going to announce. Um, there's a few other bands that have asked me to to start working for them, which I have to see how you know it falls into the schedule. I'll be around. I'll be somewhere. You're a busy bee. I, I, there, there's always somewhere to be. It's um, it's uh it's been a little while since we hung out, so I think Andrew and I are going to try and come and catch a keep flying show. Absolutely, yeah. even even if it's just a four year show that's in the in the area. If you're around, we'll we'll come hang. Yeah, of course, we'd love to have you guys whenever. Um, yeah, sad. It's been a long time, actually. Yeah, you know, we kind of had to uh, sort of reevaluate our situation, and um, we're, we're working a little more with uh, promotion and online right now, but hopefully we can get back out there soon and see you guys, you know? The new song rocks, man. The the video rocks. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. I, it, Thank it you. I went up, and I was with, I don't remember who I was with, but I got in the van, and I was like, I put it on before I started driving. I was like, you got to watch the video. This is good. Um, we really appreciate that hey man thank you so much dude that means a lot great seeing the progression it's just it's good you know i'm i'm very happy i'm very happy to see friends succeed and be happy playing the music there's not supposed to be major stresses from this this is supposed to be a an out uh, an outlet for stress as as you both know yeah Um, and i watch way 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 too many friends who have been doing this for a year or been doing this for 20 years have a lot of real negative stress from this and it makes me sad um but you know on a positive note we just keep on pushing it's what we do we're artists you just keep flying we do. that's it <laughs> i was Straight i knew up, man that's that's it that's why we named the band that that is what our message is as simple as that it's that is what our message is it's apparent i feel it that's it well, John, thank you again so much. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play you get, we're gonna play you out with uh, "Live Together, Die Alone" by Keith Lyon. Amazing. Cool. Have a good one, John. Thanks, Be man. safe. Happy holidays. You too. Let's go. See you guys soon. Peace. Concerns